and welcome to No Load Time, episode 15. My name is Jovet Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? Good to be back here on No Load Time Podcast. Another day, another episode, another opportunity to talk about the things we love with you guys. Absolutely, and uh, please excuse me, I'm, I'm a little bit under the weather, so I'm trying my best not to pass out while we record this. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Joe, we'll, we'll jump right into it because, uh, something kind of exciting happened today. Uh, can you, can you tell us what's, what's going on? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so <laughs> something that's been speculated about for a while since Star Wars Celebration leading up to that time and still after, um, is something that fans have been demanding for a very long time. And that is that there is an Obi-Wan movie that has just been confirmed to be in the works by the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, yes, guys, they're doing an Obi-Wan movie. It's going to be kind of a anthology-ish, but it's really kind of between episodes uh, three and four, uh, which is a whole large time gap there, which is you know what, what, what we really want to see anyways from, Obi- from an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about it is they have Oscar-nominated filmmaker Stephen Daldry is the person that they're really in early talks. It's the guy they want to have to make this movie according to what we're hearing is you know they they have this movie that they've had in the works but they're not willing to move forward until they get this director locked in they're they're completely sold on him even more so than they even they've not even gone after mcgregor apparently yet um it's a hope that they'll get mcgregor but they're really just pursuing right now the director first Um, my hope is that we'll hear shortly after a confirmation and and yes mcgregor's in it I'd be surprised if he isn't. He's always talking about wanting to come back for this sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, guys, this is huge news coming out today. Yeah, it is. I'm really, really, really excited. Obi-Wan is possibly my favorite Star Wars character. Um, just to have the opportunity to experience Obi-Wan again. I'm really hoping that they they get Aaron McGregor back. Um, I, th- I think what they wanted to do was shoot for the director first because of what happened with the Han Solo movie. Uh, I think they just wanted to be really, really sure that they get the right person for the job and then everything else will fall in place. I, I think this is, that's a scenario that they're trying to come up with. I'm excited, Joel. I'm super, super hyped for this, and I really hope that McGregor comes back. I know that they start. It started. Uh, people started on uh, trending on Twitter. Uh, if if there's, if it's not Aaron McGregor, it's hashtag not my Obi Wan, and it was it was <laughs> That's really great. It, was, it was really funny. But it was like like straight up people saying it's like, yo, if McGregor's not involved, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. Uh, because people, I, I think Aaron McGregor was the uh, redeeming redeeming fact, you know, factor of the uh, uh, of the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he really brought it. He was good. He was funny. Um, it, it was he was great. So I'm I'm really excited. I really hope they get Aaron Matt back. Uh, it would be really interesting to see, you know, a Tatooine and and him going through his like like force training and maybe get a cameo from uh Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Maybe he meets young, you know, little boy Luke, which I wouldn't like because because of what happened with the prequels. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but that would be really interesting, you know, see if there's any more, you know, any dynamic. Any any dynamic between Obi-Wan and uh in a uh 
Yoda. And Lars. No, and Lars. And, 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 uh, and Owen. Uh, and Lars, yeah. And Owen Lars. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, you know, I, I I really want to see what they what they do on Tatooine. I don't you know I don't know how many of you guys out there that are listening have watched the show Star Wars Rebels, but I'm a huge Star Wars Rebels watcher. You know anything Star Wars I'm in. But uh, I really highly recommend to you guys. Highly highly recommend that you check out the episode called Twin Sons. Um, it's an amazing episode where they brought Obi Wan back, and it's cool because when you watch, there's a whole behind the scenes on Star Wars their YouTube channel, the Star Wars show which I also recommend you watch, about how they brought Obi-Wan back into the space. And they really, because of how much E. McGregor brought to the character, because we always think of, obviously, uh, Alec Guinness, what he did with, with uh, you know Obi-Wan, but what E. McGregor did is he brought so much life to the character. Um, and, and so they actually modeled this, um, the version of Obi-Wan in the Rebels animated show. They modeled the person after E. McGregor and Alec Guinness, they actually like merged their faces together. It's amazing yeah, it, what they were it's able really to do. It's really cool. It's and, really cool. And uh, and you know, obviously, I when I watched that episode, I remember talking to you, Obed, and saying, uh, you know, I felt like I got at least with the few scenes that we have with Obi Wan in the episode, I felt like I got the Obi Wan movie that I deserved, and what should have been, assuming that they weren't going to make a movie. But I mean, there is so much room to tell so much stories of Obi Wan. I mean, and obviously he can't be called really Obi Wan in the movie. Maybe in the beginning, yeah. I don't. I don't know what time frame they're going for, but it's very clearly said in uh, A New Hope. You know, when when Luke says, "Is there Obi Wan Kenobi?" He says, I've, "I've not been called that. I've not heard that name in a long time. I've been called that in a long time." So he can't really be called Obi Wan, but the movie can still be called Obi Wan Kenobi. So much uh, rich history and so much mystery surrounded by this. So I think all the best. You have also this director, Stephen Daldry. Um, he's the one who actually did uh, recently on Netflix the series called The Crown, which was phenomenal. I mean, I'm not into usually those kinds of um, period-like films, but obviously it's based off true, you know, true uh, events that happen. But um, it, it's The Crown is phenomenal. So if he brings that type of strong storytelling to obi-wan kenobi i'm in yeah plus if you if you think about it obi-wan clearly had background with you know the underworld in tatooine and most Eisley and maybe even jabba the hut you know yes uh, there's there's so much they can do even in tatooine for just being a barren desert planet it had so much going on that you can just base the whole entire movie in tatooine and then i don't know have a have a, a Darth Vader, Darth Vader cameo, you know, sensing, sensing disturbances in the Force, or you know, something, something like that. I mean, just to just to keep, uh, you know, have your mandatory well, well, Darth, got, Darth Vader cameo. I, I got uh, a I got an interesting one for you, Obed. I'm really gonna throw the the rumor thing wild here, but uh, it's it's been largely speculated that uh, possibly Daisy Ridley's Ray characters connected to Obi Wan Kenobi. Could it yeah. be? That the reason there that this is kind of coming out now about the works on this is whatever's happened with the Last Jedi and the next Star Wars film that they're working on. That maybe they're saying, hey, you know, we need to tell this backstory with Obi Wan Kenobi because it connects to Rey. This is the missing link. Yeah, yeah. it could be. Could be uh, that, and yeah, you know what? And, and it's funny that you you said that because I was going to mention it too. Uh, because of all the speculation surrounding race, you know, heritage and where she comes from and where, why is she force sensitive? And 
you know, white, not even force sensitive, but so so powerful with the force. So. Exactly. There's a line exactly where um where Kylo Ren is talking to Snoke, and Snoke's like, "I could let some random girl stop you. Like you, you know, you're you're like trained in the force." And he's like, "She's strong with the force. She doesn't even recognize it yet. So we know it has to be a very powerful Jedi that or or Jedi's that she comes from." Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited for this thing. This is so. This really made my week. <laughs> so, so it was like I've been dealing with this sinus thing for for a week now, and uh, yeah, this really made it. it it's, I'm really excited. Um, I think they got the right director. Uh, again, if McGregor's in, I'm in. And that's it. You know, there's no way around it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, yeah, excellent. So, Joel, um, let's do uh, uh, just a, a quick video game round roundup, and and let's just jump into a section, uh, a session of this podcast that I, I'm gonna start calling Microsoft. What are you doing? <laughs> Sounds like a common theme, man. Uh, and I've said it many times. It's like Microsoft. What are you doing? So, um, the only big title that Microsoft had for the Xbox One this year was uh, Crackdown 3. Uh, Crackdown 3 was supposed to come out the same day as the Xbox One X. Now, Crackdown 3 has been delayed until spring 2018. No specific date given. Wow, Joe. Uh, Microsoft, what are you doing? I know. I, I they, they, they don't have many games that get people excited when they announce at E3 about the One X and what their lineup is going to be. But the, this is the one game that was kind of like the tentpole that, you know, Xbox gamers could stand behind and say, you're going to get Xbox One X because you have to play Crackdown 3 at launch. And now what you're going to be saying at launch day is we're going to be playing a whole lot of... Uh, does it look any better than before because it's upscaling other uh, old games? Nothing new at launch. Yeah, well, um, unless they patch it. Like, for example, with Forza coming out, uh, there will be a, four, a full 4K um, patch for that game. And I think the uh, Gears of War is going to get one. Um, I'm not sure if Halo 5 um, will get will get one as well. Um, but It's not going to be native. Yeah. It's not well. It will actually Forza is native. Yeah, uh, but that one's not coming out at launch though. I think that's like wasn't like a month after. No, Forza is actually like before. Okay. I think, Forza, I think Forza comes out like the end of September, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Um, and and they'll just release a four K patch for that because it's basically assets. Um, and there's 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 a few games that have that will have a native four K patch. Forza's out in October. Patch October. Okay. Yep. So, so so it comes out, you know, a, a few weeks before uh, the Xbox One X. Yep. My, my concern, Joel, is that, all right, so you got Forza. Forza will look nice and everything, but it comes before the the, the console comes out. Um, people that want to play Forza will, will buy Forza and play it on their Xbox One or Xbox One X. Uh, S. I'm, oh, see? <laughs> oh, there it that is. That name is awful, man. That game is awful. That name, I don't know. Microsoft, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Uh, man, I, I, really, I really don't know. I Again, competition's good. I, I want Microsoft to succeed. I think the Xbox One X is a very impressive piece of hardware. But if you don't have the content... People are not gonna come in. It was. It's just like, 
uh, is just like 4K Blu-rays. Now people are going to start buying 4K, 4K Blu-rays because Disney's going to put their movies on it. Absolutely. And it's like that. If there's no content, people are not going to come to your platform. Uh, unfortunately, I really don't know what's going on with Microsoft. They, they, they really completely disconnected themselves from the Japanese market because they, they don't sell in Japan. They think that they don't need to have Japanese games on their console. Although Namco is putting some games, you know, they put Tekken out. They put, uh, they're going to put the Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z uh, on 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 the uh, um, on, on Xbox as well. But they they don't have RPGs. They don't have JRPGs. They all they have is Western stuff, shooters, and uh, smaller experiences. Uh, they don't really have a diverse library of games, and that's really concerning because. Just, uh, and, 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 and just before we, we started recording, Joel, I saw that MPD for July came out and the Switch uh, outsold the PS4 and the Xbox One again. Uh, and the Xbox One apparently is, is a very distant third. Oh, wow. Compared to the Switch and the PS4. So it, this was... Uh, and and, I, and, I, and when, when they announced the Xbox One X, um, uh, I said it on the podcast, I said it's like, I think... Sales from now until November for the Xbox One, uh, it's just not going to be good because people are going to wait. There's other options. Now the Switch is doing great. PS4 has had a fantastic year with all, you know, exclusives. Uh, exclusive, you get an exclusive every month pretty much on PS4. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, man, I, I don't know, man. Um Again, we're not we're not cashing you know checks from Sony. Uh, we're not being ponies. We're not being fanboys. Uh, we're just you know telling it like it is. And again, the Xbox One and the you know the Xbox One not not so much, but the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X uh, both are I I think are really good pieces of hardware. Uh, their controllers are phenomenal. Um, it, it's funny because they have now more controller colors than they have exclusives. It's ridiculous. It's like every week they come out with a new color for the controllers. It's like stop doing that. Just make games. <laughs> they're doing the Apple. They're doing the Apple thing, trying to trying to sell you accessories. But you know, at the end of the day, what matters is your content. And and if the content's not there, people are 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 either going to migrate, which a lot of people already did. Or your your platform's gonna become uh, stagnant, and and it's getting to that point. It's getting to the point where, um, you know what what's left on Xbox is you know the loyal Xbox people, but it's gonna be really hard for them to bring new people in. I'm I'm concerned. Like you said, uh, competition is a great thing. Uh, I didn't really think about it that way. And you mentioned about them not having any um, you know games or anything coming out for the market in Japan. Um, that that's that's messed up. I mean, it's as if they're just kind of surrendering that whole you know market, and they're just you know waving the white flag and not even trying to to, to get into it. And that the lack of diversity there, the lack of um, lack of games, hardware's good, but you guys you got to give yourselves a fighting chance, and your priorities got to be straight. So you know, there's always a ch- chance they can turn it around, but it's just not looking good because one. One bad thing after the other, like you said, you know, we're going to turn this into the what are you guys doing, you know, section because this is too much of this kind of news going on and it's unfortunate. 
It is, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you were aware, uh, Joel, that in um, in Japan, uh, Destiny, for example, is a PS4 exclusive. This game, came, it came out for both platforms here, but in Japan, it's a PS4 exclusive. Um, wow. And a lot of games, it happens where uh, you have companies, especially, you know, uh, Western companies like, you know, the Activisions and 2K, uh, that... They only they 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 don't release their games in Japan on Xbox. They just release it on P on on PlayStation, um, because of you know they they just don't buy it. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's go, and I don't again. I don't want to steer the the fanboy uh, pot here, but let, let's let's dip our toes into it, and uh, let me let me check something out real quick. Let's see, um, let's see how they're doing in Japan right now. Hold on, let's let's go to the internet real quick. Here we go, guys. Live fact-checking on the No Low Time podcast. We're not trying to dispute our opinion here. Try and put together our research. Tell us what you got, Obed. Yeah, so... And this is estimated numbers. <laughs> Alright, so there's a... An estimate that uh, in Japan, uh, on the week of June third, for example, okay, uh, and this is according to VG charts. I'm gonna just I'm gonna, just gonna throw it out there. I know VG charts is not 100% accurate, but it is a, a pretty damn close estimate of uh, yeah. uh, of numbers. So uh, in Japan, the PS4 sold 21,208 units on the week of June third. The Switch. Sold twenty four thousand eight hundred twenty one units. The Xbox One sold one hundred and fifty two units. <laughs> they couldn't even sell five hundred of them. Wow. They yeah not the not entire, even the, the entire market. The entire country yeah I mean oh, and you man. you're talking about a, a you know a country with a hundred million people people so it's uh there is it's not looking good and. Um, I hope that there's at least one more try from Microsoft because they, it, it's not fair to, to say that they're done. I hope they get another try at this. Um, but they, they really poisoned the well with that uh, Xbox One uh, release and the reveal and the, um, you know, all the negative talk about used games and always online. And if you don't have internet, buy an Xbox 360 and... Which was disrespectful to the military people. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, because that was the, that was just Jeff Keighley's example, right? Yeah. Uh, but all right, well, wait, I need to move along. I'm getting too passionate about this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Joe, what you got? <laughs> okay, so I'll get to a lighter note here. Um, today, you actually the one who who uh, told me about this, and I got to check it out later on um, was Assassin's Creed they just released today their combat system um, you know the the combat mechanics and just how the combat's gonna work and weapons um, for the new Assassin's Creed Origins game and wow for the video I saw with the game developers it was a Q&A about four four and a half minute long video um, I was really impressed with what I saw I think that's one of the biggest complaints I've had with these games is not that um, it's not that the you know I always talk about the stories and I always talk about the the landscapes and the world building and the history and all that kind of stuff is stuff I love but the thing you don't hear me talk about a lot is the mechanics and that's because I I've always seen a large room for improvement but 
I mean, this is just from video. I haven't actually played the game myself. I haven't demoed it. But per watching the video, the things that they said is exactly what I wanted to hear. It's not um, systemic in the sense of animation, uh, you, you triggering animation. So, like, you know, if, if I pull out my sword and I go swing at this this guy, it's not now suddenly the guy and I are going to start interacting in an animation-like sequence, um, you know, triggered by my you know what, what i'm pressing but really now it's going to be more of like uh range is going to be important like if i'm come up with a massive spear like i need to be, depending on how close i am how far i am means how many people i can hit versus how you know how, how far the range of hit will go the hits will go and um you know just just seeing the the, the way everything um moved it looked very fluid remind me a little more of like a for honor, I believe is the name of the game that they did a little bit. Um, it, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks like they um, they 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 probably got a couple of the guys or some of the guys that worked on the battle system for for honor, and brought them in to work on Assassin's Creed. It looks it looks like it looks good because I, I I'm gonna be honest, Joe. The 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 uh, battle system in, in Assassin's Creed, the combat in Assassin's Creed, is really really weak. Um, I think that's the weakest point of the game. Is the I combat. agree, I agree. Yeah, um, because uh, you know the the history part of it and just the ambiance, the, the all the the storytelling, everything is really good. Uh, the music's phenomenal, but but then you get to the combat and 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 you get with a shotgun and you used to this fluid. Uh, type of action or character action games that are really fluid, really fast, and then you try to do that in Assassin's Creed, and it just doesn't work. Uh, it looks like they're really moving in a really good direction. I really like it, and you have a lot of different weapons. Just not not just your standard swords. Then you have swords, spear. You have uh, you know bare hands. Um, look, that you have maces. Uh, you have bow and arrows for your uh, you know your range instead of. You know, guns or, or or other you know daggers or some things like that. Uh, I like it. It looks very now. I'm really interested in, in checking out this game, man. It's, it looks really good. I I agree. I'm I'm excited. So it was a nice uh, pleasant surprise to see. I can't wait to get my hands on it and see how much really it has improved. Yeah, yeah. It looks great, man. Uh, I I really appreciate when they they take you know. Uh, they revamp things like this, and maybe this was be this was the reason why they took a year off, and it looks like it's really benefiting them uh, in in that way. So good for them. Absolutely, Obed. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, a game that's coming out with some nostalgia to it? Um. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Sonic Mania just came out Tuesday, and uh, I I had been watching this game closely because first time I watched a video uh, of gameplay and the intro I thought it looked really really good. I, I, re I like Sonic games I like the Genesis games uh, to some extent I like Sonic Adventure uh, but I, I really haven't had a chance to really go back into Sonic in quite a few years I, I played Sonic, Sonic CD um, the PS3 was the last game I played and I enjoyed it still. Sonic, I think Sonic CD was a fantastic game back then, uh, back in the 90s, and it still holds up pretty well. Um, but man, Sonic Mania came out Tuesday. It's killing it, Joel. The reviews are phenomenal. Everyone's saying that the game is great and it's the best Sonic ever. 
it's only twenty dollars if you're interested in getting it, and it's it's available right now on PS4 and Xbox One, and I think the PC version got delayed a couple of weeks, uh, but it'll be available on Steam as well. Um, it looks it looks great. It look, mini games look good. It looks like it has a lot of content. I'm I'm really excited. I think I want to pick it pick it up because my daughter really likes Sonic for some reason. She started going. I was like, oh Sonic, I want to watch Sonic. So I show her gameplay. Uh, and she recognizes the music, recognizes the, the 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 sound that the rings make when you pick them up. Um, and I showed her a couple of episodes of the Sonic Boom cartoon, which is actually pretty well written. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and really funny. Um, so I think I'm going to get it. I, I'm going to give this a try. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to support this. This started as a fan project, and Sega said, here, have money and make, make a game. And um, I appreciate Sega for letting fans... Um, bring their passion to um to to sonic and and sonic deserved better a while back and and it's finally got it yeah i mean like you just said this is passion from the fans and that's literally the the driving force behind the creation of this game it's a guy christian whitehead um you know he, he was somebody who had already created some some ports uh you know for um you know for iphone and and next thing you know you know Sega sees what this guy's doing, they hire him, and voila, you have Sega Man- Mania. So it's cool that they took a fan, put him in the fold, and letting him kind of take the driver's seat on this one, and and that that's awesome. Yeah, well, it was really impress- impressive, Joel. The, the reason that I was really excited about this game... Um... Sorry, guys, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, going back, Joel... Uh, when I heard that Christian Whitehead was going to be involved with this game, um, he did the port for um, the Sega CD that I mentioned, the, the PS3 version of it. Yep. And some of the animation was changed. Uh, the music had both the Japanese and the American music. So it was a fantastic port. Um, so I was really excited. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really definitely going to check this thing out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to check it out, too. Um, I, I'm... I haven't played Sonic in a long time, and I think I might go ahead and pick this up just for old time's sake. Absolutely. Uh, Joel, do we have Jessica Jones news this week? Uh, I was actually going to say, before we jump into that, let's jump really quickly, though, first into, I know you wanted to give some reactions to some updates. We've also thrown a lot of shade at Marvel vs. Capcom, and it looks like they, they've heard the feedback and fixed a lot of people's faces. Uh, yeah, so um, it looks like they they really took that feedback and um, took it to heart, and uh, they they the, the game looks a lot more polished. Um, the faces look a lot better, especially Chun Li looks a lot better. Dante <laughs> looks a little off still. Um, same with Doctor Strange. The the body proportions are kind of weird, um, but. Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot more polished, and they released this new uh, story tr- story trailer, featuring Jetta and um and the Ghost symbiote. Rider. Yeah, yeah, Ghost Rider and the symbiote. So, and uh, in the trailer, they confirmed Ghost Rider, Firebrand, and um and Dormammu. Yeah, uh, that are gonna be in the game. Um, this this game, I, uh, I'm still really conflicted. I think this game is mechanically sound. Uh, the game plays really well and it moves fluidly. The problem is that 
the the art direction on the game the art direction in the game is not great and i think that's really holding the game back uh, I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I think it's going to be mechanically sound. I think Capcom's going to do a good job with with DLC and releasing more content. And this is going to be a platform game like like Mortal Kombat and you know and and Street Fighter now. And they're going to keep releasing content and they're going to build up their roster. But but uh, yeah, I mean it uh, it looks like they they are taking the feedback to heart and. Um, that's making some people happy, and hopefully they continue to improve on the game. And I really, again, I'm a, I'm a big Capcom fighter fan. Uh, I'm a big Marvel fan too, like you, Joel. And I want the game to succeed, and I I want I want a good game out of it. I'm I was I was off, but after looking at some of the changes and and seeing that the game is a little bit not as rough as it was before, graphics wise, uh, I may pick it up. I'm I'm a little bit more interested now. I know outside of Doctor Strange, I think they did a lot of work on everyone else to the place that it's acceptable. It looks at least, um, you know, they can't can't say until you really get your hands on it. I know you and I really would love to to pick it up, and um, I, you know, after what I saw, it does make me more inclined to pick it up. Where before I was quite opposed to it, just from I just felt like it wasn't worth the investment. You know, people like you and I were. We're people who love the game, but we also understand like we're not going to just pick something up for the sake of picking it up. It's got to be something uh, that we believe is worth uh, giving a shot. So I don't know. I mean, it looks like it's something worth a shot. You know, if, if you're into it, then you know, go ahead and pick it up because it looks like they have heard um, you know the feedback, and I'm sure there'll be some patches that will roll out throughout um, the, the launch of the game, and and uh, it's good to see some progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, that trailer looked pretty good too so it looks really interesting what they're trying to do with the symbiote and it looks like it's just not um the the story mode is not just an x card and and it'll have a lot more uh different locations so hopefully hopefully they can pull it off i'm rooting for capcom i mean capcom's trying to do well i know that capcom for a long time uh, not not necessarily for a long time but for a few years there was in a slump and they were not putting out good stuff and they were canceling a lot of stuff and and people had this uh, negative reaction against Capcom they were not as bad as say Konami uh, which Konami is still you know right now probably the worst video game company out there um, <laughs> but uh, they they tried they tried they they tried to turn it around um uh, Yoshinori Ono is a good guy he likes to you know he likes his fighting games and he's being very involved and engaged with the community and i think that's very important um so as long as they they keep the community involved and they keep taking feedback uh i i really hope that they do really well yeah i i agree i agree yeah so hopefully it comes out um it comes out soon in a few weeks uh, september 19th so uh, keep an eye out for it absolutely yeah. All right, man. So now to jump more into the the last part of here of our show, uh, we got some interesting news. I know uh, I'm really excited because I'm gonna be spending quite a bit of time on Netflix this coming weekend, and I hope you guys do too because the Defenders are coming out. Yeah. Uh, I've watched all the shows leading up to it: uh, Daredevil season one and two, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. I'm all in. I'm excited. Uh, I, with that being said, Jessica Jones uh, was a series that I definitely enjoyed. 
Um, but I think one of the best parts of it was, as crazy enough, was actually the villain. Um, so Jessica Jones season two, they just confirmed that David Tennant is returning as uh, he's returning as the Purple Man, and I thought he was one of the best parts of uh, the first season of Jessica Jones. I thought, you know, the actress who played Jessica Jones did a phenomenal job, but I felt like what he brought to the character just amped up Jessica Jones' story and her emotional connection to him, and it was just such an amazing thing. So for them to just, you know, spoiler alert, for them just to kind of take him <laughs> off, you know, kind of take him off very, very quickly at the end there, you know, instead of just, you know, next, move on, you know, to the next villain, um... They go ahead and, uh, you know, they, they, they still include him uh, in here. And, and I'm sure it's either going to be, A, like a, a flashbacks or maybe he's, there's still some type of remnants of him kind of stuck in her head kind of kind of idea, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, I hope they don't get too crazy with it. I mean, it's, it's okay to me if they bring him back, but I hope it's nothing too uh, out of the, the craziness, like transfer of consciousness or something wild. Uh, but you just never know. I mean, there's a whole lot of supernatural elements in Marvel, and even though it is a grounded show, um, if you watch Iron Fist or uh, you know, or even Daredevil season two, you know that there's great powers at play. Uh, you know, even in the streets of Hell's Kitchen, so you just never know what to expect. I'm gonna try to stay off the spoiler mill and keep my eyes uh, open and and just enjoy and see what they do. And hope I don't think I'll be disappointed because. At the end of the day, it's David Tennant back as the Purple Man, and I I loved his portrayal. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. He to me, he was the high point of the series because he was so good, uh, and and his character was so, so wicked that it just made it really really interesting. You know, even if it's um, if it was a little bit longer than I would have liked, I think I think that that series was three episodes too long. Um, but he, anytime that he was on screen, he just, just shoot it up, you know, he was, he was phenomenal. Um, the, the only thing is that, again, trying to keep it spoiler free if you haven't, if you haven't watched Jessica Jones, but, um, there were some set pictures that were released. Um, what I'm wondering, Joel, you know, how, how they're going to incorporate this is going to be like a mid, mid season thing. Are they going to kick off with this? That, that's what got me intrigued. So yeah, let's check it out. And, and again, maybe maybe they'll hint at something during Defenders. Who knows? Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, the Defenders coming out, maybe they had to announce this because after the Defenders come out, it will all make sense and answer some questions. That's true. Fact, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they could hint at you know why he's back and how he's back. Maybe you know the hand. You know, you know how the hand is, right? Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, like hey, maybe we can recruit this guy. Well, <laughs> if they bring him back to life, Electra. I mean, that's no, that's not even a spoiler. That's just you know what you oh, you see yeah. that in the oh. trailer. You know it. Um, yeah. So it's, it would not be out of stretch for a man with the, one of the most powerful minds in Marvel comics to bring back to life. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe um, it's Crane Mother. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, again, he was the high point. Fantastic actor, um, great villain. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm hyped for that. Uh, Joe, there's uh, also some uh, some other um, comic book news that you you talked about just briefly. Uh, I can't remember if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, a couple, uh, a couple but weeks ago, something happened. 
yeah, yeah. it was a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, because last week I talked about, you know, some DC comic book news, what was going on with, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman and their son. But um, before that, I've been talking also a little bit about, because basically right now with DC and Marvel, they've been combating each other basically with, you know, DC. They, they rebooted everything with the new, um, you know, they took the new 52 and did this whole DC rebirth now instead, uh, you know, with where Watchmen are now in the DC universe and everything's being reset and the Flash and yada, yada, yada. It's a whole big reset button they did right in dc and and what marvel did to combat it as i've said before is that they they took the the one of the most prominent characters uh, in the comics and right now on the big screen that'd be captain america and they turned the man evil by making him literally say hail hydra and that sent the world into a firestorm <laughs> crazy of what does this mean. And I remember it was like right after Civil War had come out too. So, I mean, people were already emotionally <laughs> connected to the movie. Um, you know, but what's going on in the comics is because always be a different story. So I don't think they're doing that in the movie anytime soon. With all that being said, uh, Secret Empire issue 7 has come out. And uh, with that, another messed up crazy situation going on. I don't want to say who necessarily, but what I will say is that another very uh, large Avenger, very uh, important character, I should say, Avenger, um, Captain America kills. Uh, he actually uses his shield and just busts this person's head in and kills him. And it, it's, it's very graphic. It's very emotionally like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Don't do this to me, Marvel. And it happens. Uh, which, you know, that's what they're supposed to do in the comics. Get you on edge. Get you interested. And even if you're upset, you still got to finish it because you want to know what happens. And, um, you know, th- with all this going on with Captain America, you know, you're just like, when is there going to be, like, when is this going to come to an end? And I think this has been kind of seeded from even before what they did with Captain America. Uh, a lot of people are referencing, uh, there, was a, there was an earlier issue that, was released where uh, an Inhuman made a prophecy that Miles Morales' Spider-Man would actually be the end of Captain America. That he would, uh, insinuating that he'd be the one to actually kill Captain America or something. And that didn't make sense at the time when that came out, that news story uh, in the comics. But now as things are beginning to transpire more and more and more with Cap's going really wild... It's now starting to make sense, and they're even causing Miles now to kind of act in a way that he's embracing this role of, I'm going to have to be the one to stop this. I think that Miles will be the bigger man and not kill him, and that might be a larger storyline, even just in the sense of, you know, I don't have to to, t- to stop you, I don't have to kill you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what this means, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miles is a very interesting character, too, because... Uh, Cap going crazy. It's very interesting to me how, how they they managed to actually make this interesting because uh, at the beginning they every everyone thought it was like oh no it has to be a joke and and now it's moving into a lot darker direction. Um, and and having Miles confront Cap, um, yeah, that's it's very interesting. And what I'm really interested to see where interested to see uh, where this goes at and if. You know, Marvel will incorporate some of these things. I mean, into the MCU. Um, I know that the the comics turn, tend to be a little bit edgier. Or I, I hate that word, but uh, <laughs> you know, they they try to be a little more, you know, uh, more adult. If you wanna, if you wanna yeah. say that, um, and you know, they they tackle a lot different, you know, a lot more mature themes compared to 
uh, MCU and and whatever the animated um, uh, universes are. Um, but just having Miles confront Cap, yeah, man, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, because and I think they're really just trying to drive home this. Like, they're really trying to make because that's the thing. They're always. Um, they're always being criticized for the fact of like, no, like this is not serious. Like Cap's not really evil. Like at any moment, and and you know, so they 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 had Cap kill one person already. Uh, that was a major character. Um, when he killed this person, is another, which is a character that's very important in the in the movies at least, or in the first phase one of movies. Uh, I won't give that away if you haven't read you know uh, the first couple issues of of a Secret Empire. But um, when he when he kills this person, it was kind of incidental. It wasn't like direct. It was actually kind of more Deadpool than him, without giving it away much. Um, so so there was room for people to kind of speculate of like, well, Cap didn't really like take this guy out. Like it was just kind of happened to happen. It just so happened to be this way. So it gave room for people to kind of make excuses or kind of find a gray area, you know, in the situation of with Cap. Uh, but with this killing, it was very blunt. It was very specific, and it just um, you know it, it signified yes, you know Cap is he's no good. He's not doing any good things right now. But um, you know, choosing Miles of all characters, I like that it's a it's a different character. It's not like yeah. someone you would just see like oh okay, of course they're gonna pick you know Thor or you know like Iron Man oh, or, or yeah or Iron Man that will be super cliche if they would do that yeah exactly like instead but take someone like not even Peter Parker but Miles Morales being the one I like that they're doing that um, I, I'm you know at first I was I was I was like kind of upset with it like you know here in the news not like crazy upset you know it's just a comic book and the, the day there's always different renditions of Cap but um, you know. I'm actually pretty cool with this at the moment. It's actually kind of grown on me, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. To be continued. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Or to be concluded. I don't know how many other other, um, uh, issues are there left. Um, uh, That's what we got for the news, guys, and we we tried to do it a little bit different today. Um, uh, So, Joel, what's up, and what you've been up to this week? Yeah, um, I... Basically, I've gone back now and was playing two different games over the weekend. I was playing Little Big Planet three uh, again. You know, just a just just a fun, clever game. I really love it. Um, you know, it, it it does to me. It hasn't gotten old. Uh, and then I also gone back and, and was uh, now I'm just about finished now with the uh, Freedom Cry. I'm just like on like the last two um, missions there, and, and I'll be done with that. And that's. In a very emotional game, um, you know, not trying to get into, you know, some you know stuff that's been going on in the world, but you know, just seeing this guy fight for his freedom. Uh, it, it's a that's the thing about these Assassin's Creed games; they really take strong stories, uh, and I think Adewale's story is even more powerful than Edward Kenway. And I liked Edward Kenway as a character. Um, but I didn't really connect with the story as much as I do Adwale. And, and if you liked the Edward Kenway Black Flag game, I'm sorry, but it's a must. you got to play Freedom Cry. You, you can't just play the Edward Kenway stuff and and not play Freedom Cry. It's a really uh, highly recommended game to finish off what was going on in Black Flag. So I know we talked a little bit about Assassin's Creed before, but um, 
you know, I think Black Flag's one of the the more fun ones just because it isn't really much an Assassin's Creed, an Assassin's game. It's really a pirate game. Uh, but this one, uh, Freedom Cry, the DLC, it is more of a, um, you know, it's more of assassin. Like he's he's got to take these people out, and he's got to take them out with a really personal cause. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'm just looking forward to you know what's with Naughty Dog's release of the Uncharted Lost Legacy stuff. Um, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to because I love the Last Uncharted. Um, I'm also you know, just recently now I'm trying to, to rewatch the actually the end of Daredevil season two because the last thing I watched was Iron Fist, uh, uh, the end of Iron Fist and I know that what they did with the hand there is gonna connect into um, Defenders, but I feel like a lot of people forget the end of Daredevil season two. Like it's a great show and they forget how how crazy of an end. I mean, every like Matt Murdock loses everything. I mean, that that's the basic way of saying he loses his girl, yeah. he loses his friend, he loses his normal life. Um, just a wild ending with the hand takes a lot from him. So his connection in, in Defenders is going to be really, really um, powerful. So I'm, I'm expecting a lot there. Uh, that's what I love about the, the Netflix shows. You know, no hate on the DC stuff. Um, but a lot of times when I watch shows like, uh, you know, like, like Arrow, for an example... Um, you know, th- there's lack of consequences. Like the consequences are almost minimal. He just kind of moves on with his life. But I know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's always been a complaint of mine with Matt Murdock. Like he's literally lost everything, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's one of the. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched Arrow in a, in a long time, but that was one of the things. It's like something. It's like oh, they this death stroke killed my mother, but then the next episode, he's like hanging out with, you know, uh, the, his friends or, you know, coming up with one-liners. And, yeah, I mean, that that disconnect and, and it's like, it's, it's narrative dissonance, basically, that the yeah. DC shows have um, versus, you know, the, uh, you know, everything you do has a consequence in the uh, in the uh, Marvel ones, like on, on Daredevil and Jessica Jones, you know, like they, they do something, this has a consequence that may come back three episodes later yep um and i and i really like that so it's a lot more grounded and 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 it doesn't have to disconnect uh, in the storytelling yeah i mean it's cool and fantasy and la 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 happy world and there's no consequences but i that's what makes the netflix shows grounded is that there are consequences in life and <laughs> these characters go through it and and you watch it with them and you i think you actually connect and relate to it more even though these are powered people or special enhanced people you connect with them just because of how real what they're going through the consequences make it more real yeah yeah absolutely uh not not much with me joe um like i said uh, i've been under the weather for uh for most of the week uh, I did get some time with Nier again last week. Uh, I finished Route A uh, on Nier Automa- uh, Automata, and um, I started Route B. Um, I'm actually doing a, progressing pretty quickly since I know where I need to go and what I need to do, uh, and I'm trying not to, you know, just stay around and do side quests. I'm doing a couple here there, but nothing, nothing major. I'm just trying to progress through the story. Uh, and I'm sure that I can finish the story and go back to the, and do side quests once everything's done. Um, but I really want to experience the story. Um, but Joel, just want to reiterate again, um, 
if you haven't if you if you have a chance and play this game either on PS4 or PC, highly recommend it. Um, it's if the storytelling continues the way it's going, Joel. Uh, this is like masterpiece level stuff. Wow. Um, because it's really, really good. Uh, it's a very deep, deep story. Um, the mechanics on the game really switch uh, compared to from route A to route B. Um, they, they, it's, it's a lot less combat heavy and it's more of a tactical trying to figure out how not to get killed, basically. Um, because your character on Route B is a lot weaker than, uh, than than your character in Route A, so you have to do different things. Like your dodging is different, your attacks are different. Um, you have a hacking uh, um, mechanic that you can wow. use now against your enemies, and it's really cool. So they really switch it up quite a bit. Um, other than that. Um, not much, man. I just watch a little bit of Netflix here and there. I did start, for finally, started Stranger Things. Um, after after a after a year, I, I I'm know I should be ashamed. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's one of those movies. I didn't watch it right away when it came out. I mean, I ended up watching a little bit after. Um, you know, got what you you get what you need out of the first season, in my opinion. I understand why they're making another season. Uh, but for me, I'm I'm not interested as as much as I've seen the trailers and everything for the other ones. I'm not interested in another season personally. I got what I needed out of the first one, so I think you'll enjoy what you what you see out of it. I think you'll yeah. enjoy it. I, I haven't watched any of the trailers for season two, but I heard that there's there's some really cool stuff going on there. Uh, so I'm two episodes in. Uh, I can't wait to you know check it out again a little bit over the weekend. Uh, I know that next week the big thing is that. Uh, Guardians, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is coming out Tuesday on Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna grab that on on Blu-ray and and hopefully have some time next week and check it out. Um, but uh, not much, not that much, man. That's 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 been pretty much it with me. Um, been very very busy at work, so I barely have any time to do anything else. Once I come home, uh, just you know I wanna you know spend as much time as I can with the family, but. Um, I grab the Vita here and there and try to get a couple rounds on Mark of the Wolves. And uh, Joel, I found out that there's a Genesis collection for the PSP. I wasn't aware of it. Uh, it's a it's a Sega Genesis collection. It has 28 games, and I can play it on the Vita. Um, it's it's only ten dollars, so I'm thinking of grabbing that. It does it doesn't have the Streets of Rage games, but it does have a, a pretty good lineup. You know, it has a couple of Sonics, a, a couple of Shinobis. Um, it has the fantasy tar games, which are really good. So I'm planning. I'm planning on picking that up on the Vita since it's 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 a great pick up and go uh, type of games, and that's what I really enjoy on the Vita. Just something that I can pick up for you know 10, 15 minutes, and and then drop it and and keep doing something else. Um, so I'm thinking of grabbing that. Nice, nice. I know we're gonna have a lot next week to to cover. I mean, with you know the the um, defenders coming out, you know, yeah. reviewing that, and definitely make sure you guys check out next week's episode to hear about Obed's thoughts on Guardians. If you get to check it out before then, we'll see. Um, you know, I I I know we got some fun stuff next week. Yeah, right. Yeah, we definitely do. So, Joe, where, where can everyone find us? Absolutely. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Line Load Time podcast with myself and Obed Velez. 
Please make sure to stay connected with us on Twitter, at No Low Time, as well as Facebook and Twitch and Instagram. Um, so again, that's at No Low Time. Uh, you can also uh, give us a subscription uh, on iTunes or Google Play. So please go ahead and go into iTunes, Google Play. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you know you, you can follow along with us and see when our latest episodes come out um, by looking up the No Low Time podcast there. Uh, we also really ask if you guys have any feedback, questions, anything you want to talk to us about um, in regards to the show. We're really open to hearing from you. So you can go ahead and send us an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Absolutely. And uh, I noticed, Joe, that we do have some uh, a couple of international listeners. So thank you so much for giving us your time and listening to the podcast. And again, drop us a line and let us know what you think. So, Joel, as always, I want to end the show with the uh, sign of the show. And this is from a classic arcade game, Afterburner 2. And the name of the song is Afterburner. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you guys next week.